0: Well, gee, we're, uh, we're back from a short break. How are you?
1: We are. I'm very good. Thank you, Grant. And it's good to be back in the hot seat. And,
0: of course, do you know why I've been able to go on a short break? Why? Because I had my uh, holiday uh, just taken. And, yes. And, uh, of course, I saved my holiday. Um I set myself a goal, and I saved for my holiday, and I got assistance from Zenith Wealth to do that. So, um,
1: fantastic! I was able what to take great the time way out to
0: do that. So, uh, Zenith Wealth have been really good to me, and they're really good to to the clients. Um, little disclaimer: I also work there, but um, you know, we've learnt to to set goals and uh, you know attainable goals, and put the mechanisms and the systems and the processes in there to achieve them. So, we've been able to help literally. Hundreds of our clients uh, determine what their dream holiday is, and and help them fund it. And so, um, you know, obviously overseas travels off the uh, off the agenda it is at the off moment.
1: It's for a little while, but it will be back. But, but there's lots of other holidays we've we
0: got clients going everywhere at the moment, and it's just just magic. So. Uh yeah, if anyone out there is uh, wanting to know how to get ahead and put some money aside and save for their uh, their goals, whether that be going for a big, uh, you know, dream holiday or saving for a deposit for a house or, uh, you know, understanding what they need to do to get to retirement, the place to be is uh, Zenith Wealth. So, uh, please, a uh, big thank you to our show sponsor, Zenith Wealth. Go to zenithwealth.com.au.
2: I still see the secret The hopes and all the fears it makes me happy And I wander all these years The songs, of sounds The blessed and betrayed The road to Damascus played somewhere
0: Hey G, how you doing?
1: Hey, I am good and great to be back here on Get the Know How.
0: Oh, I just I really like this music.
1: It's fantastic, isn't it? Want to hear the whole song so maybe we can do that a little bit later on. It's a fantastic song. I think,
0: I think we will. I think at the end of the show, Let's I'm, do I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fade this out a bit more. I think at the end of the show we will play the song in its entirety. Look, it really is a terrific change. Written by a gentleman, performed by a gentleman named Tim Lane, a very talented musician. From uh, out of Hobart. And I must say, too, a big shout out to Tim because uh, indirectly, Tim uh, Tim uh, does a lot of work with Zenith Wealth. Would you believe?
1: Well, I do believe it. Why yeah. wouldn't I believe that? And he's my accountant.
0: He he's my accountant. I pay him enough in accountancy <laughs> fees, so he was kind enough to Absolutely. donate that song. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Timmy. <laughs> uh, thanks, Timmy. You
0: are a legend. And uh, no, please, um, people, um, you know, if you get a chance to, to listen to any of his music, that song's called Reunion, and it's a really, really good song. It's on YouTube. So, and
1: it's our song now, which is fantastic. Which so. it, it
0: certainly is. And uh, so we're very, very pleased. How have you been, G? Because we've had a couple of weeks off. I've we been out have. and about.
1: Yeah, you've been out and about, and I've been out and about as well. It's um been a nice break, but I'm really glad to be back and excited. Yeah, I'm glad to be, to be back.
0: back. I'm glad to be back as well. Um, it, look, I love being back at work. Um, We've been pretty blessed with weather. We had a couple of rough days, but... Yeah, it it's hasn't not the best sun in the
1: world, but it's not too bad. Oh. The days lately have been a bit dodgy, but I just love the sun because I'm a Greek girl. So yeah. we do love the hot
0: weather. And I must say, you're uh, you're tanned up quite nicely. Tanned you? up very nicely, yeah. but
1: that will fade if the sun doesn't keep how, out.
0: How's my tan going? I
1: tell you what, it's not too bad considering you're an Australian. Not too bad for a <laughs> Dutchman. <laughs> or a Dutchman, sorry.
0: You're a <laughs> Well, I'm half half Dutchman. Um, love it. Uh, it's great being uh, a Tasmanian, and uh, it it's certainly great being is. Great being a half Dutch. Um, Anything exciting happening around the traps, around the town?
1: Um, Oh, there's always exciting things happening. I think, um, you know, just getting off um, hopefully to a good start this year as far as the town goes and things like that. And, you know, we've got lots lots happening, I think, throughout the year and just looking forward to that. Actually, I'm looking forward to Easter because I was, I reckon, about – Oh, I don't know. You can't see. You can't see me do this, but like a squidge close to buying a chocolate Easter bunny Already? the other day. Yes, because they're out in the shops, and yep. I nearly bought a white bunny. I just wanted to eat his ears, but I didn't. I put it oh, back. Good girl. I'm so good proud girl. of myself.
0: And the hot cross buns are out too. I They've know. I've while, declined I?
1: them. I've been really good.
0: I don't like them. What? I don't. I don't like hot cross buns. I, I and actually, I
1: like normal fruit buns. Actually,
0: um, I don't eat chocolate.
1: What? Like the, oh, Grant, how no, have I not known this after all this time uh, Get the know-how? I,
0: I do not eat chocolate. Um, Can
1: I eat your chocolate if ever you get chocolate?
0: You'd <laughs> <laughs> be, be fighting Aaron for it and the, and the kids. Fight. But I will um, fight. When I When I was young, my mum always tells me um, this story, It reminds me every Easter that um, I would sell back my Easter eggs to her. <laughs>
1: Oh, and you're so, in the finance game. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Isn't that amazing?
0: So um, she said, uh, I, I used to hang on to it, and I'd have, you know, the, the rabbit and the egg and everything else and would be sitting there and, <laughs> and I wouldn't eat them, but they'd just sit there in my my bedroom on the oh, shelf. Oh, that
1: and, is so mean!
0: And she'd say, "Can I can I have some?" And I said, "No, well I'll sell them to you." And every year, <laughs> she used to pay twice for the drinks, <laughs> which I just find hilarious. which I find hilarious it is um, quite and absolutely true because I can actually remember it. So um, I tell you what, I am excited about though, geez, because we've got a really good guest today.
1: Oh my right? goodness, I am so excited for this! Really, really keen, and it's a great way to come back.
0: Yeah, it is, and yeah. um, it. <sighs> Couldn't get any better, mate. This guy is uh, uber successful, um, and his name for those of you—well, uh, nobody knows it because we haven't—we haven't announced it yet. But his name <laughs> is Kyle Perry. Now, Kyle is a author. He is who has released a book called The Bluffs. That was his debut novel, and. It's, like, super huge.
1: It's super huge. Like, I could not put it down. Yeah. I bought about five copies because I gave them away as gifts and things. I think I might have kept two for myself just in case I bent a page because um, I'm like that with books. But, wow, it is Picnic at Hanging Rock times five. Is that right? It's amazing. And
0: I, I believe Kyle's actually a local uh, Tasmanian lad. He
1: is. He's a and, local
0: boy. We're going to give him a call. We're going to dial him up in a second. Yeah. He, uh, he he scored himself a book deal, and it's Penguin Books that publish it, and yep. and he's now uh, about to release his second novel, I yes, believe.
1: Cannot wait.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's his books have been printed in languages all over the world, they and uh, the stories that are based here and influenced in the great Tasmanian uh, state in the uh, Great Western tiers. So, while we are, um, what we're going to do is well, I'm going to. I'm getting the phone out here. You're getting the phone right out. Now. We're
1: going to dial him as we speak.
0: I'm going to go and get him
1: on the air. I'm really, really dial excited. Dial to him up
0: and see if we can get hold of him. Now, Let's
1: see. tell him he's won a thousand dollars or something. Oh, like, pretend you're a you well. know. What are the <laughs> the take uh, that? Is it picture this or take that magazine or something uh, that do the prizes? Oh, Pretend you from there.
0: Sunrise isn't it? Sunrise. Are <laughs> oh, you the cash cow? This could backfire because every other time we've re- we've uh, rung a guest, we've uh, rang them and said <laughs> we'll be calling you back. Um, so we're going to be ringing him and hopefully he picks up. Otherwise, we're just going to have to <laughs> gabble on till he till he comes back. So exactly. Let's press. All right, now. let's, let's ring
1: th- Kyle. Here we go
0: ringing once.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, there's only three times. Oh, my God.
3: God. Hello, this is Kyle. Oh, hello, Yay! Kyle. hi,
1: <laughs> Kyle. We were waiting for the, you know, you got to answer before three rings, otherwise you don't get the $10,000 cash cow. You've won.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come
0: on. Uh Kyle, so uh, thank you for picking up. Uh, you're with Grant and uh, G on hello. our podcast, Get the Know How, and we're really excited to talk to you today. Yeah,
3: I am um, to be here,
0: I'm excited. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, um, Kyle, um, wow, um, what a uh, what an achievement, uh, you know, the, the, the you've done. I've been learning a little bit about you, and you uh, grew up in Tasmania, and I think you're from up uh, the northern part of our great state, and uh, you know, uh, I think I read your mother uh, grew up in the foothills of the Great Western Tiers, so you're quite familiar with. Um, with that area, which is a beautiful part of the world, um, mm. tell us a little about where you got started and, uh, and how the heck did you <laughs> go from being Kyle to Kyle, the famous author?
3: Yeah, good description. <laughs> good description. Yeah, so I'm from Ridgely, which is a small country town up behind Bernie. Wrigley. Born. Wrigley, yep. Good old Wrigley.
0: Did you play for the Saints?
3: People. No, but dad's uh dad's a trainer down there. Wow. Yeah, he is so too,
1: isn't he? So, That's right.
3: So I'll live vicariously through him. Um, no, so yeah, six hundred people in a good old Ridgely. Yeah. Uh, Ridgely Primary School, Parklands High School, Hell yeah. College.
1: Good shout out to Parklands High School. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God,
3: you survived. He yeah, so survived. That was well I was actually I was I was ducks of yes, Parklands high school. You were
1: too. Was, what year was that, Kyle, that you were ducks of Parklands? Well
3: I can't tell you because I, I can't do maths very well, and I can't remember numbers. I know. I
4: actually
1: know that you can't do maths very well because you and I shared a maths class at Bernie High School as uh, yeah, you know, as youth did. workers, and uh, I was just as disciples of maths so, as you were. So,
0: Kyle, when, when G walked into the studio today, I'm sitting here and I'm counting on my fingers, he one worked. finger at a and time. And a financial and advisor. She goes, You're a financial advisor. You still count on your fingers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I said, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the little numbers that get me. <laughs> uh, that's good. That but,
3: makes, yeah, can, that makes us feel better.
1: Continue on, Carl. Don't worry about us.
3: Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the journey to becoming a famous author started in uh, – at Parklands High School. And I – from a very early age, I knew I wanted to be a writer. That was my goal. Um, it was just uh, – trying to be realistic about achieving that. So I wasn't going to put all my eggs in one basket. I wanted to pursue other careers, but in the back of my head, I always wanted to be a writer. And I remember in grade nine, um, I there was a mix-up with my timetable for my options classes. Mm,
4: okay. And so
3: I really wanted to do literacy extended. And because I, the year before I, I'd won a high distinction in one of the English competitions, um, the English Extended teacher, Miss Karen Pape, uh, said, how about you do, you can do Literacy Extended, you can do it by yourself in the library, and you can choose your own project to work on. So, grade nine, Literacy Extended, um, being given the liberty to work by myself in the library and choose yeah. a topic, choose a project, was when I started writing the first novel, I really turned my hand to. Wow. And... That was grade nine and then about me. So the next year, grade ten, I finished it, finished the first draft of that. And then every year since grade ten I've written at least one manuscript.
1: Wow, wow that's phenomenal. So how many have you yeah. written?
3: Well, the Bluffs was my eleventh manuscript because I began working on that when I think the year I turned twenty six. Wow. So from sixteen to twenty six, averaged a manuscript a year. Twenty six Started getting somewhere with the bluffs, so I focused on that. So, and, um,
0: yeah, uh, mm. I mean the, the the previous manuscripts you've done, and then you, you know, book number eleven, the bluffs, and the bluffs got picked up and it's been published um, mm. and been very successful. Um, did you did you try and get the previous one to, to ten published? Had you been? Yeah. Tell us the story. How do you go through it, and how how does does a uh, publishing company take notice of, of Kyle's? work and say, yep, that's the book we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> want.
3: Well, so the, the manuscript one to ten were all young adult novels. So because that's what I was reading when I was 16. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. what I started writing. And I just – I was really in love with that genre. I had heaps of ideas and it was where all my practice was. So I just kept writing those manuscripts. Um, and to get published is extraordinarily difficult. The best way to do it is – to get an agent, but agents in Australia, especially in the last 10 years, they weren't really taking on new clients. So a public to get published through the t- traditional publishing routes, you need to submit your manuscript to a publisher, and they need to discover it, like it, decide to sign you. Yep. But a lot of publishing houses won't take what we call unsolicited manuscripts, yeah, okay. manuscripts that don't come by an agent. So the best course of action is to get an agent, but there's not that many taking on clients and they're not really that interested in, like they've already got massive lists already. And obviously I wasn't that good in my first 10 manuscripts <laughs> because every single one of them I tried to either find an agent or try to get it published. I submitted to publishing houses. I submitted overseas. Went really hard at it. Um, and what, I can't remember where I picked it up, but I remember Someone told me or I read somewhere that the best idea is just to write a manuscript, set it out there into the world, and then start work on your next one. Yep. And so that was the pattern I got into. I'd work on a manuscript. I'd send it out there on submission. I'd start working on the next one. By the time I got all the rejections from the first one, I was already pretty deep into the second one thinking, this is it. This is the one that's going to make it. And so that was the pattern. Yeah, and you just
1: kept going and going. You didn't, you know, you, you. I guess you knew you wanted to get to the top of the ladder and even though you kept taking a few steps down, you just kept climbing up, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I just, I knew it was what I wanted more than anything else and I wasn't going to stop until I got there. And there's also, there's something called the sunk cost fallacy, which is this idea that, it's, a, it's called the gambler's fallacy. It's the idea that you've sunk so much money into this, poking machine, you just need yep. to keep sinking your money till something yeah, happens. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and that's
3: co- kind of like what it was like with me. So a lot of my, so much time goes into writing a book and i would sunk so much time, so much energy. Even when I was a youth worker with you, G, yeah. I was only working part-time purely so I had at least one day to write.
1: Yeah, that's exactly so, right.
3: Gee, we had some fun too, growth. by the
1: way, didn't we? <laughs> we had some,
3: <laughs> had some good stories. A lot of the stuff in the pubs came from that school.
0: I know. Uh, <laughs> so it'd be hard not to have fun working with Gee. I'm sure of that. Uh, Carl, so when you take a day off to, like back then, to to do some writing, what was the process you went through? Did you, um, you know, did you sit in the bedroom? Did you, you know, go for a drive somewhere inspirational? How how did you go about it?
3: Yeah, a little bit of all of that, Grant. I I suppose because I've been doing it for so long, I mean, a decade is a long time to be working on your craft. Yeah. I got to the stage where I was quite fast and I also knew where the sweet spot was in terms of my creativity. So I could wake up on a writing day and kind of feel, all right, today I'm going to sit down at the kitchen table and smash out three chapters. Or today's a good day to go for a drive, you know, to explore the landscape or Today's a good day to go have coffee with this person and have an interesting chat. Um, a lot of my, or sometimes it was just a good day to rest because oftentimes when I got home from work, got home from the high schools, there was so much that happened that day that it made really good writing material. So yeah, that's I would true. Then yep. kind of debrief, decompress, I'd write at the end of the day, and then I'd have my writing day as my rest day. Fantastic.
0: And
1: you spent a lot of time in the Western Tears yourself, didn't you? I mean, the Bluffs is is sort of based there. And you spent quite a lot of time there yourself, didn't you? Because you're quite an avid bushwalker.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so mum mum grew up in the Great Western Tears and I remember lots of stories as a kid from my grandfather because he was called on for search and rescue up in the Tears. And so I've done a lot of bushwalking all across the northwest and north of the state and uh, when I... It was kind of natural that I would set the bluffs in the Great Western Tears, just because it it's such a and mysterious, magical. It's really a, it's quite a captivating place, and I thought it would it, it, it would make quite it unique. a good setting,
4: mm.
3: quite unique. Yeah. And, and that there's even a lot of um, species in the Great Western Tears that are endemic, so they're found nowhere else in the entire planet. That's incredible, the Great isn't it? Tears.
0: So, so what,
3: what, what, what when
0: you talk about Western Tears? I so say, I I my Look, I understand where Western Tears is. I think of Western Tears, like from my grandfather's um, stories, when they used to walk up over the Western Tears to go fishing, mm. and they go to—I um, don't know what the lakes were called—but my uncle, and my grandfather used to go across there all the time and uh, and do trout fishing. But um, it, it, you incorporate Western Tears geographically. What 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 area of Tassie are you kind so of? So
3: the 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 bluffs. Is centered around a fictional town called Limestone Creek, yes. and Limestone Creek itself geographically is located where Western Creek is.
4: Right,
3: and Western Creek was where my mum grew up. So, wow. when I was drafting the bluffs, I spent a lot of time up at Devil's Gullet Lookout Devil's around Gullet. that yeah, area, that's right? Yep, down no. to um, like Parsons Falls, yep, and um, I think the lake, I mean, I've forgotten the names now, like McKenzie, I think it is, yes, um. So in that kind of area, because I was trying to capture the danger of the cliffs, yeah, primarily. Yep. Um, but then obviously a few other walks. And whenever I drove to Hobart, I always made sure to go over the mountains, over the Great Lake oh, oh Highway, yeah, over the Great Lake. Yep, beautiful. Yeah, yep. it's
1: such an the book itself, Carl. Like I know how excited I was when it came out, and from the first page, I couldn't put it down. Like I literally, had to just keep reading it, which is, you know, which speaks for itself, really. Um, you must have just been. How did you feel with the success of the Bluff so far? I mean, it's just it's phenomenal. Did you expect yes. this?
3: No, I mean you hope. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a fairy tale, and I I'm only just now starting to grasp how much of a fairy tale it is. The more I rub shoulders with other writers, yeah, the more that um you know with with lockdowns easing, I've been able to travel a bit more to Melbourne and Sydney and meet. More of the publishing staff. And when the Bluffs first came out, you know, there was a massive buzz. It sold heaps of copies. It was really successful. But I had no context. I didn't know if this was, I knew this was good, but I, I didn't know if this was normal or not.
4: Yeah, of course. Um,
3: and then because of COVID, everything was just a little bit weird. So it wasn't up, up until about December, um, you know, a couple months ago, that it really sunk in that, wow, this is. This is a really massive achievement. And one of the indicators of that was being shortlisted for both Dimmick's Book of the Year, which is every Mm -hmm. book they've (laughs) sold that they hear. And and I'm shortlisted to six. Wow. And then also being shortlisted for the Indies' Debut Fiction of the Year, Indies being all the independent booksellers. So to be shortlisted for both Dimmick's and the Indies is just massive. My my publisher, very. You know, she's been in the industry for a lot of years. She said, Carl, oh, this is so rare. Like, this is a massive achievement, especially for a debut."
0: It's fantastic. And the 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 area that you're drawing inspiration from for these books, because now I need to read the bluffs. Oh,
1: you have to read the bluffs. No, so now <laughs> I'll lend you my copy. Now I will. I've got and, two I, copies, and I, so I wish I had you. read it <laughs> <you> before
0: <laughs> today. But so I, I find the Great Western Tears and. Um, up that area, a little bit spooky at times, and yeah. um, with the
1: bluffs, it's sort of a little bit spooky, I guess. And I, yeah, it's oh, I, it, I can't this even
0: is explain these it. Big rock faces in down. the dark and the shadows, and yeah, uh, yep. it, it can, it, it, has that feeling of quite a dark uh, place, I guess. So um, to to have um, you know a book about the hungry man, um, you know mm. that's that's the guy that uh, that uh, he, he's part of the bluff, isn't it? So, uh, the legend of the hungry man, and uh, yeah. it's quite fitting, I think, that uh, that you know area would lean itself to you know the accountable convict, so to speak, um, inspired by uh, was it Alexander Pierce was the inspiration? Yeah, so.
3: you have done your research. I've uh, done good. a little, little <laughs> bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit, and We're um,
0: <laughs> it just sounds it, it just sounds fantastic. Um, it. Uh, You've been bushwalking out that way a fair bit and um, and explored a lot of it yourself. Have you ever noticed anything unusual up Ooh, there? or question. Anything that's made you, given you a fraud or made you stop and think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I put this in my... I, I, I put this in the bio at the start of my book that I've seen things in the bush that defy explanation and are better not spoken about. And I actually... I hold pretty tightly to that rule of not talking about it because the thing about things that go bump in the night, the thing about the supernatural, the paranormal, is that if you start talking about it and you start looking into it, yeah. it starts looking yeah. back. So yeah, okay. I have experienced a few things. Um, I've drawn on some personal experiences for some of the more spookier elements of the book. But, wow. yeah, if, you, if it, it's, just, it's just not – it's just not great for anyone if I talk about no. them. But yeah, well, okay. <laughs> now, Carl,
1: you've you've gotten lost in the bush a couple of times, haven't you?
3: Yeah, Yourself,
2: have.
1: yeah. So that would have been quite so scary one, in itself.
3: Well, looking back, yes. Yeah, at the time, it wasn't. I don't know. I guess I was full of the the adrenaline of youth. But um, one of those times was at Mount Roland, so you know, yep. technically yep. part of the tears. And another time was at one of the mountains just past Waratah
1: okay. and,
3: and that time I was just really restless that day. I think it must have been a riding day and I'd driven down um, past Waratah, I'd found this random wooden sign on the side of the road that just said mountain and I thought, beauty, that wow. looks like a good path. So I drove down there, <laughs> wow. to drive anymore, jumped out of the car, I just started walking. Um, the path veered off, I wanted to go straight ahead. Found myself in this bit of a swampland, so I um, I had my journal in my backpack. So I, I stuck pages on branches as I went along, so I could wow. find my way back. Okay, yeah. like it, that, the, the warning bells were ringing then, but I yeah, were like, weren't
1: they for you to do uh, that? I yeah,
3: in, I was in a mood. I'm like, yeah, I'm going. It's almost like a little bit anyway, Riding Hood story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. like, I'm glad I had that foresight because mm. otherwise I would not have found my way back because I okay. went through. Found myself halfway up a mountain, was enjoying myself, and then the sun started setting a lot yeah. quicker than I expected. Yeah. Um, Tassie wilderness but anyway. can be yeah and it a gets cold down there. It's a too. scary place. <laughs> well it's very change yeah, the the, the the Tassie landscape, the Tassie bush, it's very changeable. It's very um it's got a trickster element to it.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, Cole, are we allowed to talk about the new book that is coming out? Yeah. Because, oh, goody. Yeah. I'm very excited it. for this. Let's talk <laughs> about it. Let's go. The Deep, tell us all about it.
3: <laughs> so The Deep is my second book. It is coming out in July this year, All Things Going Well. Fantastic. Uh, I you know what I'll be doing just, in
1: July. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just um, it's, it's available for pre-order, so if you want to get yep. online or call up your local bookshop, absolutely you can it now. Um, it's based in uh, the, the Tasman Peninsula around Eagle Hawk Neck is where I've, I've set my fictional town yep. Yep. and it's about a guy who's an ex-drug dealer he's um, he's moved back to Eagle Hawk Neck area he's on strict bail conditions he's trying to get out of that world he's trying to be on the straight and narrow but he unfortunately is part of a bit of a a drug dynasty that uses fishing as a drug trafficking front. Wow, okay. Um, And then what happens one day is uh, a young boy washes up on the shore who's part of the drug dynasty, but everyone has assumed him dead for the last seven years. Wow. So when he shows up, uh, it obviously sparks a bit of an investigation and then our main character, his name's Mackerel, he has to try and work out, you know, what, what happened can he stay out of it? And, you know, what does he owe his family? Fantastic. Wow. So it's now, a same, of, yeah. It's it's the same thriller element, all the twists and turns, Cannot the landscape. Wait.
1: Now, Cole, is this sort of, I mean, as we said before, you're a youth worker, you're a counsellor, um, you know, and you've worked with um, young kids like I have as well, but with so many, I guess, various uh, kinds of backgrounds and stuff. So do you draw a lot of your inspiration from their stories, especially for something yeah, like absolutely. this? Yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah, so, so the Bluffs, is centered around a group of teenage girls, and I wrote that when I was working as a youth worker yes, with you yep. and at a couple of other schools. And then the last few years, I've been working in a men's rehab, uh, drug and alcohol rehab. So I was drawing on the stories of my clients and my friends from the rehab program yep. to inform the story of the deep.
0: Wow.
1: Just the name itself just makes you want to go on bike now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so, so how long does it take to like if you're doing, a, I guess, a manuscript a year? So you you do a draft and uh, then you have it proofread. You have a, some trusted people to proofread yeah. for you. And
3: look, it, the bluffs was a bit different because I wasn't under contract, so I had an agent, I had a lot of friends um, who I had to read through it, and uh, worked really, really hard to get it up to scratch before it landed in the publisher's lap. Yep, for the deep. Um, I've got an agent, publisher, and editor right from the get-go. Fantastic.
1: So, How good is that?
3: Yeah. So, so I've up. been um, leaning on them. You're up a
0: level now, basically. You're, you're gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, next, next. Yeah. Now, Carl,
1: this, um, the deal that you had with Penguin, is it a three-book deal?
3: Well, three – no, it's four all up. So oh, four all up. Three, Fantastic. three, to, three to come. Yeah. Awesome. Four including the bluff. So well, originally it was only a two-book yeah, okay. two deal, but because of the success of the bluff's, I was offered another two book deal. So which you actually. I happily accepted. Oh, I reckon. That'd be uh, awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, you living your dream. <laughs> and to, how, like, um, can you, can you, can you, don't, don't have to give us monetary figures, but can you quantify what that, like, success of the bluff means in terms of countries, um, number of books sold, that type of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I,
3: I don't know the figure um, because it changes so often and I don't, like, I don't really. I don't really ask. Yeah. If I ask, they'd probably tell me how many were sold. But we've sold into five other countries so far. Fantastic.
4: That's um, huge.
3: And the deep has already gathered a lot of interest internationally as well.
4: Oh. COVID
3: and the the weird COVID world we live in has changed things a little bit. But um, yeah, it's, it's essentially it's a very very solid foundation. That's excellent. Uh, it's incredible. And on. you know,
1: the exciting thing is, especially for us, is that you know you're from here. She you said you're from Risley, Bernie. Um, yeah. and you're just doing incredible things, and and it's really good to know that you're, you know, you you want to do this as a young child, and your passions and your faith, I guess, mm. have got you through, and you know, you're still just climbing up and up, and you you're still true to yourself.
3: Yeah, let that, me that right Yeah, 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 definitely, and I mean, I've even, I, I've I've tried my hardest to balance writing with a day job. You know, still in the sector, still mm. with you know, using my degree, using my skills because um, I'm still very much an extrovert and I, I still like, you know, helping the community, working in community services and using my counselling degree. So I'm trying not to let success take me away from everything else I love. Um, it's really refreshing yeah, no, to it, hear. That's good, good <laughs> to hear.
0: Um, it, you know, um, it, uh, is, there, is it like, are you at the point where if it did take you away from... What you've studied for at Uni? Are you at the point where you could make a living out of the writing now, or yeah, is that yeah?
3: Yeah, I could. I mean, the the thing about book income is it's quite lumpy. Yeah. Um, and you can't, as I said, you don't really know how much you're going to get because you don't know if, like, you know how many books have sold up until the date that the check comes in. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I can't I can't write all day every day anyway. No um and again i'm extroverted so i go a little bit loopy if i'm just stuck at home all the time so i mean i could if i really wanted to i could live off what i've got right now which is itself a massive deal because not many writers can can do that no Um, that's just your um,
1: age as well it's it's i know a lot of
0: um i've met a few that have written business books and um you know they might sell really well but they don't make any money out of it, really. Yeah, um, but this is like it's this is next level because they yeah. just <laughs> get sold in Australia and everything else. And um so you're living in Hobart, so and like you said, you're quite extroverted. So what else do you do? Do you you get out in the town down there? Oh, he
1: you, sings. You sing? You, Kyle? <laughs> he does, he's very I got, talented.
3: <laughs> I Yeah, no, I definitely get busy. I, I like I've got a lot of friends and I like to socialise and get out and about. And, um, yeah, I've got a really nice, balanced life. Good. I'm enjoying Hobart. Northwest is still home. And uh, one day I'll be back. But Absolutely, you me. will. But You'd you're very Hobart, creative, uh, though, Kyle, aren't
1: you? And your family's creative as well. And well, you all seeing your, your sister's really talented artist as well, isn't she?
3: Yeah, no, Chantelle Perry Art. Look her up. Five yeah. times. Tasmania Portrager
1: Prize, People's Choice winner. <laughs> this is your well, average family in Ridgely. I bragging a bit for
3: her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> R- no,
1: R- no one in my family has actually, I don't know, I, I might have won a race once, but I don't, none of my family are really talented.
3: <laughs> uh, I, I, I wanna... Sorry if my Dep- siblings are mayor. listening. Deputy Mayor. do you want Well, Deputy oh,
1: Mayor, go. yeah, that's that's something. But, Gosh, um,
0: I'm, I'm in some amazing company.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> so you
0: play a bit of music?
3: Yeah, you yeah. Guitar yeah, pie, singer? Mean, what do you... No, nah, I grew up grew up saxophone and then moved to piano and I uh, um, yeah, dabbled in a bit of vocals.
0: Oh, fantastic. Or
3: very much... Uh, so parents, mum and dad, really supportive yep. of all of us in any kind of artistic pursuit or anything we wanted to learn. They always prioritised that and, and gave us heaps of space to, yeah, to, to dive into it and to go deep. And we're lucky they did because, yeah. you know, without... Of my family, there's no way I would have had the resilience to get through 10 years of rejections. Yeah, no, I agree. So, do
0: you think that they're, um, you know, like something like The Bluffs, I mean, um, would you like to have a movie script? I mean, is that the type of thing that could happen from because it does happen? Yeah,
3: so, so Penguin Random House, my publisher, they bought the whole world rights, including performance rights, so, um, actively. Pitching the movie rights um, to all of my books, and uh, I can't go into too many details, but we've no. definitely had a lot of bites. Um, COVID, again, wow. <laughs> makes everything I'm a, good, a little I'm bit I'm a really different. good
1: actress if you need someone, Kyle. Like I, can, you know, I can play a good part.
0: I could, probably <laughs> yeah. play, I could probably play the cannibal convict, all right?
1: Yeah, you could. You'd yeah. be mm. the hungry man.
0: <laughs>
3: the hungry man. Mm, I say it's but all... uh, everyone, everyone says it's a very cinematic book, and so yeah. we feel it's just a matter of time. Until, uh, I mean, we've you know we've had a yeah, it it, it, it's coming. We'll just say that. Uh, But if you can think of anyone who's a producer who might be interested, send it their way because they're still absolutely just fantastic. How far you've
0: come It's just insane, Uh, really. Well, man, I just yeah, I think that uh, it would. It's just amazing what you're doing, and then you know, movie rights that. Goes a whole, whole nother level again, doesn't it? Mm. So, uh, it's a whole
1: nother level. And I think yeah. you've got a really big fan base now, Col. I mean, you, you've really gotten out there as you know, in social media and all sorts of things. And I think, mm. you know, by the time The Deep comes out, I think, you know, it's just going to be even bigger than what it was before.
3: Yeah, I'm hoping so. Because with, with the second book, there's something amongst writers that we call second book syndrome. Where the second book is always the hardest book to write,
4: yeah. and it comes yeah.
3: with the most amount of jitters. So um, I'm already hard at work on my third book because the deep is currently with the editor. Yep, and okay. so my third book, um, if I can get it finished in time, hopefully that'll be out next year.
4: Oh man! But
3: um, wow. But yeah, the second book, you know, the success of the bluffs has brought so much expectation from my readership. It's brought so many people, you know messaging me, leaving comments, leaving reviews that say, can't wait for the next one, which as a writer is the absolute best thing you can hear. really is, yeah. <laughs> it brings its own You've had wow. some amazing so, reviews.
1: I mean, I've got a daughter who's a very <laughs> avid book reader, as you know, um, Elle mm, Reads Books yeah. is her Insta page and she just, you know, th- she's written some amazing reviews about the Bluffs but I think everyone has. And I was scrolling through Insta the other day and I saw Ada Nickedema, is that how you say her last name? I'm um, yep. holding your book and I was like, oh, my God, he's home yep. and away famous. <laughs> what is going
0: on? <laughs> yeah, home and away famous. <laughs> she was oh, holding yeah. your book and I'm like, what? <laughs> it was yeah, fantastic. That is fantastic. And off.
1: wasn't Irene holding it as well? I'm, I can't remember yeah. her name in her life but Irene from Home and Away –
3: yeah, had the book? Lynn and Lynn and Lynn and Ada have an Instagram um, book club, so that's uh, yeah. they play Leah and um, Irene on Home and Away, and so they, uh, yeah, they, they read my book and reviewed it on the Instagram. And how good was that? They, they gave it an, <laughs> both of them gave it a nine out of ten.
1: I <laughs> know, I saw that. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. I I try to read. I'm, I'm reading uh, at the moment Peter Fitzsimons' um, book on um, Breaking My Rant.
1: Oh, so, break him around, oh, your yeah. classic.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I, I quite like his writing. Um, I do have – I just recently bought the uh, full box set of The Witcher. I'm going to try that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. good to read. Yeah. yeah. yeah no,
3: they're, they're a good one to start with.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoy – I'm just
1: impressed that he's reading. That's
4: great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not not just picture books.
1: Not just picture <laughs> books.
0: I think – Or um, kids' books. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely will um, – I've been reading a lot of those. Um, I know you have. I read something about uh, – Twinkle the unicorn last night to my two year old, <laughs> and that was uh, that was uh, oh, thrilling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> twinkle the naughty unicorn who wouldn't oh, go to sleep. speaking unicorn. of Twinkle mm. the
1: naughty unicorn, um, Carl, correct me if I'm wrong, but have you also released a children's book as well? Because I know I put my name down for that.
4: Ah, <laughs> uh, are we allowed to talk yeah. about that? Yes, yeah, sure.
1: excellent. I mean, Can we do that? Because I was I? very excited when I saw that pop up. And yeah, I was like, I'm
3: getting I that. Do too. Yeah, I need to post that on my. I need to post that on my public page. I don't think I have yet. So my sister and I, we we wrote, or I wrote and she illustrated a um, picture book for our nephews, and uh, (laughs) and then because you know we we thought we'd open it up to anyone of our Facebook friends who might want to get a copy. And yes, I've
1: got my name down. A I'm lot really of people, excited.
3: Yep. <laughs> a lot of people want one. Yeah, so, I think I'll, think I'll get a copy of that one myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, my daughter's 22, but I'm still going to read it to her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it would be interesting to see how it goes because it's, uh, it's a picture book in Rhyme and it's got little things about Ridgely in it, so people from Ridgeley will recognise some oh, of the places Oh, that's wonderful. Spaces. so exciting. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Gateway to the
0: West Coast, Ridgely. Yes. That's it. It's the last town get to get to Tuller. Yeah, it's not a bad spot up there. It's not a bad what spot. What is it,
1: the last town to Tuller?
0: Till Tuller. Tuller. Oh, Until un- Tuller.
1: Until Tuller. Oh, yeah. oh it is I, too. I reckon
0: unless you take a... Dive. Well, you oh, Tewksbury? Is that a town? Yeah, but on the main road, you would Oh, you're on the you main wouldn't. road. I suppose yeah. you wouldn't call Highclere a town, would you?
1: No, not really. Ridgley's uh, yeah, probably the uh, yeah, town. Yeah.
0: But Ridgley's a good the spot. a beautiful spot. Uh, I know is that uh, I've played football up there a few times back in the day and on a winter's morning it was quite a frosty, cold place. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And uh, up there. A very, very small ground. I was always useless at it because it's very short and um, if you ever <laughs> run across the half-forward line, it was kicked over your head all the time. So that's that's my memory of uh, Ridgely. Um, but, <laughs> but not a bad... Not a not a bad little little place. Uh, there's a beautiful um, lake there that is our, our water supply. But um, oh, pet yeah. dam, pet dam It's yep. very good, f- very good for fishing and catch a couple of trout in there. And uh, yeah, quite quite yeah, nice. So a lot day. of
3: a, a lot of a lot of hours have been spent walking around that dam. I can imagine. Uh, oh it's right, just, uh, yep. down the road from where I live or yep. my parents live now. And uh, yeah, so a lot of time walking around there, brainstorming, dreaming. Avoiding snakes. There's so many snakes yes, around there.
1: Yes, I know. There are lots of snakes That's around Snakes
3: there. are everywhere at the moment.
0: Yep.
1: Um,
3: there's been a,
0: a massive season for them. Yep. Haven't they um, they've been dragging them out of backyards right throughout town? Um, <laughs>
1: I know. Random backyards with these massive big snakes is quite scary, really. But, Kyle, <laughs> is there anything that you're not good at? Seriously?
4: Maths. Yeah. <laughs> maths,
1: that's right. Now, Grant, you weren't there, I know, but uh, Kyle and I, um, we used to work in a, in a class, it was called the TAP class, and <laughs> maths was actually one one lesson I remember looking over at you, um, Kyle, and you had your head, was your head in a maths book or it was like maths for dummies or
3: something? Uh, I don't Because I, 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 I don't I understand remember. it. No, I think, and what's, what's funny is that this, the class we were in, a lot of those guys didn't really engage. No, with, no like, not at no. all. <laughs> and yet they <laughs> still ran rings around us. <laughs> like we... they, were like, yeah. so they turned it to us for help and we're <laughs> like, no, nah, like, we're the last people. <laughs> I'm that we pretty sure bell, right?
1: I had my phone under the desk a couple of times and I was Googling <laughs> how to do these fractions and things because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had no idea.
0: No idea. And it's you were teaching the, the children this, anymore. you guys? No,
1: we were supporting we were the oh, earth we were workers supporting. in the class.
3: That's right. Right. That's right.
1: But, that's uh, you know, we'd sit on the that's tables and help the kids, support. but we had no idea, did we? <laughs>
3: Absolutely <laughs> no
0: idea. I mean, yeah, really, I'm who, who, grade. who remembers anything from math? From well, when I were, see you know, letters
1: school. in math, so no, like X and Y, and think, well, why aren't they in the alphabet? That's where they belong. <laughs> yeah. Why are they in the math side <laughs> yeah. of the world?
0: No, if I can uh, I can work out percent and uh, I can add and subtract,
3: then I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
0: But we had
1: some entertaining, no, no. entertaining
3: times. We had some. We had some great times in that class. We
1: class did, yeah, we did. It was great, yeah, great. And as you said, you, you drew a lot of stories from from a lot of those characters and stuff, and you know, so that that's sort of worthwhile. But yeah, we yeah, certainly had lots of fun. Bad. There's no doubt about that. I don't think they'll ever <laughs> um, make teachers out of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
3: was
0: a good. One. Down, in, down and Hobart there, Kyle. Uh, the the. Uh, down around the waterfront, and uh, there's some really nice, trendy little cafes and and restaurants and coffee spots popping up. And there's building happening down there everywhere with new hotels and rooftop bars. Uh, it's quite a quite a nice place, the Hobart waterfront. How, how do you find living there compared to living back up here on the coast?
3: Um, yeah, it's okay. It's it's nice being close to everything. Like I can just walk down. I can walk a walk one minute to KFC if I oh. do want to <laughs> <laughs> <a> box. <laughs> if, In Ridgley, I've got to get in the car and in <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you do um, too. So I like that and I, I miss the culture down in Hobart's really cool, but one yeah. thing I noticed when I moved here was that up northwest, if you ask people how they're going, it's always, Yeah, pretty good, how are you? Whereas if you ask people in Hobart how they're going, their initial response nearly always seems to be, oh, I'm busy. Yeah, right. Oh, like, wow, oh, yeah, no, I'm, busy. Okay. I'm busy. Yep. So that was a big cultural shock to me when I first moved down here because everyone just seems so bloody busy. That's city right. uh, um, V country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Even though, Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. Uh, these are my people now and, and I've got a lot of you know, my best friends down here. Um, but I'm definitely yeah, still a richly boy at heart. Yeah, I think I you are the, too. And, and I remember when you first –
1: thought of you know when you first were deciding to go to Hobart that was I think we were talking about that like you know the big move and um mm. you know should you do it and that sort of stuff but I mean you must be pretty happy that you've done it now and things have certainly yeah. expanded for you in, in all sorts
0: of ways I guess. Hobart, Hobart's a great employment. spot I like it on a Saturday morning you can go to beautiful. the market. It's beautiful it's so beautiful. Um, where's your drinking hole yeah. down there? You're, you're Well I
3: mean when you when you when you live here, you don't – like the first month or two, yeah, you go to all those places. But then yeah. after that, you can't just go to work yeah. and then go just home. Just go to work and go <laughs> home. <laughs> Listen, mates, mates drag you out. But, yeah, no, I get out and about a lot. Um, Brisbane
0: or uh, up to the Republic Bar or whereabouts do you go for a beer?
3: Yeah, I'm a little bit little bit high class than that. I'm probably more likely to go to um, the Old Wharf. Yep. The Old Wharf, yep. Oh, oh, yep. Yeah, so – I love going but. to
1: Bourne in Brunswick for breakfast. That's my favourite place for Breking that and room for yeah. a pony, I think it's called. Really nice yeah, breakfast yeah, spot. Yeah. It's just really hard to find a
4: car park around there.
1: Yeah, because it's so busy.
0: And where are, the, yeah. where, where are they? They're in uh, Sandy Bay area, Battery Point? No, or? They're in North, North, Hobart. Hobart. Oh, North yeah. Hobart. North Hobart. Oh, North Hobart, yeah. North Hobart's pretty cool. I look When I'm down there for work, I'll duck into the Republic for a, a beer.
1: Ah, but do you go to... The, King, oh, the Mykonos, the Kings of Mykonos, whatever it's called in there, the oh, Suvlaki yeah, bar nice. in Sandy Bay. I How have, good is it, Kyle? I have
0: done that.
2: Have you been oh, there, I have not Kyle? Been there. No, oh, you yeah. need to go and get but a Greek Suvlaki. You Souvlaki. told me about that. Yes. Yeah, you told me about it. It's all, all up been, in lights. I'm waiting for you to come take me.
1: Okay, done. I'll be down there in a couple of weeks. So I'm coming to get you. <laughs> we are going to Mykonos <laughs> to get Mykonos. a Suvlaki.
0: Many, many years oh, ago, yeah. I watched the hunt- Oh, my God,
1: I actually want one now.
0: <laughs> my, my mouth is drooling. Oh. Can you see oh, it? Oh, I'm okay. going
3: to Uber eat ones right now.
0: Uber oh, eat. Yeah. Um, It's one thing we, you don't have. Many, many years ago down in uh, Hobart, I was at the Unibar watching, Unibar watching Hunters and Collectors play. Oh, as you do, And yes. um, well, I'm talking, Jesus, 25 years ago and uh, probably more. And um, it was snowing in Hobart. And it was like we walked into the concert and it was cold. We walked out of the concert and Hobart was white. (laughs) And um, so we were But the next morning we were down in Sandy Bay in the snow because it had settled. Wow. Eating those souvlakis.
1: Eating the souvlakis. At the Mykonos. Which made you really warm.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, that made me smell probably, but um, <laughs> filled a hole and killed a hangover. Uh, yeah. But it was it was good it was good stuff, really good stuff. Yeah, well,
1: I'll be taking you there, Carl. So it's all good. Save yourself.
0: <laughs> I might, <laughs> I, I might just tag along. Uh, tag Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you should. Yeah, I think I will. I think I will, Carl. One of the things that we like to do on our show is that, and with the whole the whole concept of this. Um, I don't know if Juice told you before, but we, we don't have an agenda. We just chat. Yep. And um, the, the show Get the Know how was really about um, us talking to um, ordinary people that have done or are doing or continue to do um, extraordinary things, which we think you're extraordinary, and uh, wow. hence why we're, we're talking well, yeah. to you. Uh, one of the things that we always like to do is, is ask our, our guests just – you know, if they can impart something from their own experience um, that can inspire our listeners, you know, a, a message, a, a lesson you've learnt,
3: um, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, so if um, you've got
0: anything you can you can contribute there yeah, for Yeah,
3: this is one thing. So I get asked for writing advice all the time, uh, all the time. And I, from the very start, there's just been one kind of core cool piece of advice that I give people. And it comes from my training as a counsellor, from my understanding of mental health. But the best writing advice I can give to anyone is to um, get heaps of sleep, exercise, and eat well. Yeah. Because the getting enough sleep, um, exercising, and good nutrition are the bedrocks of mental health. They're the foundation on which all of our health is built. And so often in our culture, especially in our world, we just sacrifice, especially sleep, because we think we're giving it up for the greater good, but it's actually we're shooting ourselves in the foot. So for everyone out there who who wants to achieve anything on their to-do list, who has goals they want to reach, who just wants to be a better version of themselves, the best thing you could possibly do is just to pull it back to those foundations and say, all right, am I getting enough sleep? Probably not. Am I eating well? Probably not. And am I getting enough exercise? Probably not. We're so both shaking our heads right one now. Just <gasps> <So> Just focus <laughs> on one of those. Just sleep. Just focus on getting good, good sleep and yeah. your whole life will just lift. Um, yeah. This so is really if,
1: powerful words. I really... Can really gel to what, exactly what you're saying. I right like now. sleep. Yeah, we, we don't <laughs> get enough. And you're actually, we you know, you're completely enough. right, Carl. So, we don't get enough. No,
0: we don't. And sleep's not no. necessarily just the amount of time you're sleeping. It's also the quality of sleep, which you know yeah. could be interrupted if you've had too many red wines, or um, you know, you don't.
1: Or you think yeah. there's a spider in your bed oh, or something I like know. I did last night? Of
3: course. <laughs> oh, I well, imagine even looking at your phone. No, even wasn't. if you look at your phone, yes. yeah, like before you go to sleep, it, you know, it, it takes you out of those,
4: mm.
3: you know, those, the, what you brought, you're, I mean, if you think about it, we're not our bodies aren't designed for artificial light. No, so the moment the sun goes down, that was when we used to go to sleep. Yeah, so we've got artificial light, we've got lights beaming into our eyes. Our bodies don't know what the heck's going on, um, and our sleep suffers for it. Yeah. So, if you want to improve anything in your life, that's a good place to start.
0: You get, you do a bit of exercise.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: I do. What? Uh, what are you a runner or are you in the weights
3: or what do you do? Yeah, when I was up in Burnie, um, I frequented the strength den a lot. I was doing okay. um, like powerlifting. Big shout out to the guys at
1: the strength den as ah, well. you
3: yeah, yeah, represent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, Ryan Summers, Ironborn, strength and conditioning. Um, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. but uh, yeah. So that's that was what introduced me to how much exercise. Can just change your life. Yeah, and then down here, um, I've actually one of my friends who's come around later on. We're going to catch up. He's a he's a trainer down here at a gym, so he keeps me accountable. He gets me to the gym when I start slacking off, and uh,
4: okay.
3: yeah, I, it's it's actually it's crucial to my writing. If I don't get exercise, then my writing suffers for it. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I think you've just you've nailed everything on the head there, haven't you? With the sleep and the exercise and eating well, and I think that's good yeah. for us. in everyday life, no matter what you're doing.
3: 100%. If, 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 that's the thing. If you focus on those three, everything in your life lives. So you can't go wrong. You literally can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Right.
0: Well, I'm going to have an early night tonight, G. and <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll I'm be gonna getting gonna up try. in the
3: morning and going to the
0: gym. Um, yep. I've, I, I've eaten well today already. I Me went, too. I went to the Mallee Grill and had lunch. Oh,
1: did you? I've had all greens today. I had the
0: 400-gram uh, eye fillet. And uh, <laughs> the beer battered fries. and oh, uh, That's not healthy. But now you're showing off. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and a half a bottle of, uh, of Shiraz. But, uh, but
1: you do, in, in fairness, Grant, yeah. you were rowing on the weekend. You are a, a rower. Yeah, so I'm not a, you do. You
0: are quite fit, really. Uh, not really. I, I, hey, I'm I used, trying to make you sound uh, good. Yeah, but you you're are. Thank about. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can say to you that I, I did row on the weekend. You and, did. Um, on Friday night, I had, had some races and... Um, I can. Yeah, no, uh, that's good. No, that's I
1: couldn't good. even get in the boat, yes, so you're no, doing well, really well. The, the, the <laughs> problem is I actually struggle
0: to get in at the moment too, so um, I um, I gladly saw the results posted today from the uh, the Round Robin event. There you and, go. Uh, proudly in the A-boat, we finished sixth.
1: How many yeah. in the race? Six. Okay. Oh, I
0: knew yeah, it. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're – we're old boys and we're having a crack, and um, that's awesome. My, though, I love it's, that. It's surfboat racing, so my <laughs> my, my crew, uh, every surfboat crew now has a name. So you know, you've got the Penguin Patriots, and there's the Burmese Sultans and there's <laughs> what the are Sapphires. You we're the Fat Cats. <laughs> Yeah, come on! Yeah, and, and the way to I go is it. up from here. Exactly. Yeah, so, well, we have a bit of fun, especially we're,
1: with those three tips that Kyle's just given us.
0: bunch of masters, competitors. <laughs> yeah. and we do it for fun. Yeah, we do know. it for and, fun, and, and and to get the numbers. So, we're really looking, you know, trying to get the sport to come back and research And um, so that's what we do. So, yeah. mate, that is great advice. Um, it it really truly is getting sleep, exercise and eating well and you're right, there are the fundamentals um, and Carl,
1: just quickly, I'm going to interrupt Grant there really quickly right. um, just to just really quickly go back you are talking about your goals and how this was always your goal um, and I'm mm. quite big on that as well but how important is it for I guess for people listening, how important is it to set goals and achieve them, how important is that for you
3: yeah I think that Look, the only – like, it's got to happen to someone, so it might as well happen to you. Yeah. Um, it's just a, yeah. Matter, it's a matter of how much you want it. But I y- – you've also got to be – you can't be too naive about it either. You've got to be pretty smart. You've got to be adaptable, flexible, willing to take risks. Um, you know, I, I had to move to Hobart. I'm not saying that's what opened things up for me, but it's definitely made a massive shift. So goals are great. Um Set your goals and focus on them. Pursue them, but just be willing to, you know, play the play the rules a little bit different. Take some risks and just be open to yeah, other opportunities yeah that absolutely.
1: Because you were talking about earlier, um, before we got you on air about goal setting and stuff, financial goals and stuff, and um, that sort of rings true to what Grant had said earlier as well.
0: I think so. I think mm. um, I think uh, all goals, whether it be financial or personal lifestyle. Um, they're all important We should set them um, But I, uh, I, I You know believe in um, Setting smart goals Ones that you can That you can yeah. uh, Manage to To yeah. obtain Don't uh, Don't go too far out there But uh, certainly Don't go as yourself So challenging yourself Every day Is a Is a wonderful Wonderful thing And uh, Well
3: you know, Yeah Go Go it, well, So so my, so my I got a joint degree In counselling And coaching And coaching itself The art of coaching Is essentially Setting goals so I've got, a de- I've got a degree in setting goals, but it, with, with my writing, um, again, the first 10 books I wrote were kids' books, Yeah. but it wasn't until I wrote an adult gritty crime thriller that I got published. Yeah. Yes. So my yeah. goal, my whole life had been to be a kids' writer. Go after that. Go, 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 go. 10 years, 10 years of rejection. But it wasn't until I shifted my view a little bit, tried something different, um, was smarter about it. Um took a risk that it actually paid off for me. Yeah. So, yep. so even though it's the same goal to get published, I yep. had to reframe how that looked for me. You took a variant on it.
0: And and, and it's all about evolving too as a person and and, and, exactly. and maturing in what you're doing and, and um so you know, I always always say that if you don't evolve you die. So um, you know, you did evolve, you stuck to your guns, you stuck to your goal. Um, and, yep. uh, you know, sometimes we've got to pivot and COVID was the classic where a lot of people had to pivot what yep. they were doing with their businesses and and uh, their lives. It's the same thing, you know, you, you make a pivot, um, it's calculated, um, you hold yourself accountable to that yep. and, you um, yeah, chuck in the right amount of sleep yeah. and exercise. You know what the best thing and about COVID was for me well.
1: is that the local bookstore, not just books delivered, Did they they're really? home delivered in COVID. Yeah. So I got jigsaw puzzles totally. and books. Big yeah. shout out to the crew there because yeah. they're awesome.
0: That's a classic example of a business pivoting. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. And um, yeah. Keeping themselves going. So um, I, we got a little bit in common there, Kyle. Because um, I guess in a way, I'm a coach too. I, I you know, I help. Um, hold people accountable or s- help set achieve uh, you know their realistic goals around their finances yeah. and what their future looks like and and we're starting to see a lot of the the flow over into you know personal and what's really important to them and their values and and um, you know helping them connect their values with their their goals yeah. and objectives. and you know I find that that really helps people. Um, I think once your values are clear, your decision-making becomes quite easy. So, um, you know, we work with people and hold them accountable, and, and it's great fun. So I take my hat off to you for also doing what you're doing with, um, you know, apart from, from the book, um, which is so exciting and so fantastic, um, the fact that you're, you're also working, um, you know, giving back and working in drug and alcohol rehabilitation.
1: Yeah, that's a massive and job, and job in yeah. itself. So yeah. not an easy yeah. job to do?
3: No, not no. at all. No. I, hardest job have ever
0: done. I reckon it's fantastic and uh, I might have to come and see you. You might be able to give me some tips on how to slow down on the rig wine. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, God. Absolutely. Yeah. Kyle, uh, this has been wonderful.
1: Yeah, it really has. Kyle, thank you so much for giving up your time um, to talk oh, to no, us. It really you. means a lot we're, and we're so excited privilege. for The Deep to come out. I'm, I'm, yeah, wrapped.
0: come on. We should give him, give him a round of applause.
1: Give him a round of applause. There <laughs> it is. Oh well, yeah! Good We've good actually studio. got the people here in the studio too, Kyle. Would you believe that
0: is last absolute. week,
1: like the other week, we had crickets or something.
0: Uh, was just, I've been waiting for the right time to use this. When I so I want to ask. Okay. Ask, so I'm ask I ask Kyle a question, and Kyle okay. th- is thinking about the answer, and He's I thinking about and the answer. I go. Okay. <laughs> That's quite spooky. <laughs> now that that could actually that be could in be that the, town. Yes, it the, could in, be in the yes. bluffs. Yeah. That's, yeah,
4: it could you be, could do the yeah, sound yeah. effects yeah, in a movie.
0: I gr- think <laughs> I think I've got a spot for this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is good.
1: This is what I've got to put up cool. with, Kyle. It's terrible.
4: <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> Kyle. uh... When I'm down south uh, working, I'm going to give you a, a holler and we'll hook up yeah. and have a, have a beer and a bit yeah, more of a yarn, mate. I think that'd be fantastic. And uh, uh, it's, been it's been a pleasure luck, talking mate. to you.
3: Yeah, it really has. Yeah. and uh, Thanks thanks for being invite, guys. It's been oh, a
0: really f- Thank you for making some time no, for we've us. We'd love
1: to. We might get um, you back after um, the next book is released, perhaps. After the
0: deep. After yeah. the
1: deep, it's going to be. Oh, Carl, oh, before you go, are you going to be coming up doing a launch? Is that still happening, even though COVID's still a bit of a thing, obviously, here?
3: Yeah. Oh, I I guess so. I don't know. I haven't thought that far. <laughs> right, because I will be lining Probably. up, buying
1: all my copies and getting signatures and photos <laughs> oh, yeah. and, yep.
3: You're such yeah, a fan. Yeah. I'm a
1: fan. Yeah, I'm a boy, big fan. It? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah you that should, was a fun night. You're a bit of a mark sometimes there, G. You're A bit of a fan girl. I you're am. unbelievable. I am. <laughs> I am. I have my fan. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> all right, Carl. thank right you, mate. Right. We'll catch you up with you um, again soon. Thank you again for your time. Yeah, we cool. really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Carl. Talk nah, soon. you
3: guys.
0: Bye. Have good night. Bye. Bye.
1: What an absolute legend he is, and I will be the first one lining up oh, at the I, bookstore to I, get autographs. And no, <laughs>
0: no doubt that you uh, that you won't be. Um, He's an amazing guy. Look, he is, and it, um, I, I I kept thinking about um, a friend of mine and yours and a fellow podcaster, Troy Barnes. Yeah, Troy. This Process because Troy's, Hello, Troy, Troy's written, um, you know, and self published some He's books done and some
1: really good books, and yeah, I,
0: and they are good books. And I know the amount of work that he put into yeah. to his so. Um, good for for Kyle because you do you you know it would I yeah I mean getting rejection ten manuscripts ten years rejected, yeah that's right you know, um so good for him good I for am him. very very impressed
1: yep big thank you to Kyle
0: thank you so we'll uh, listeners will have this episode uploaded and you'll be downloading it from. Uh, Probably Tuesday, uh, which is uh, the sixteenth of February, but it might be up on the fifteenth. So, uh, stay tuned. Um, stay tuned. Please um, listen to us. Subscribe to us on podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Yeah,
1: follow us on Facebook. Follow as well. us on
0: Facebook. Um, give us a five star rating and review. That's really important for for us and. Uh, I look forward to next week when we'll bring another um, special special guest on board, and and we keep pushing forward. So, absolutely, I am going to um, play this song, and because I think we owe it to Tim to do this. Yeah, and this one's for you, Timmy Lane. This one's for you, Timmy Lane, and it is an amazing song. So we're going to close the show out and play the whole lot, uh, all four minutes and eleven seconds of it. So let's go. Have a listen and enjoy.